Good day to you, faithful Undercurrents listeners. This is your host, Ken Ogasawara, from MCC in Ontario, coming at you in the midst of a toasty summer day. In the last update, I had asked for you, faithful Undercurrents listeners, to call in and leave a note of encouragement to my interview subjects, who courageously and generously shared their stories with us. Thank you to all of you who took the time to send them a message. To use a phrase that has tragically fallen out of fashion, Hearing from you has warmed the cockles of my heart. Here's Lois, who was inspired by Patrick's story in episode 3, about adapting to a new life in Canada after having to leave his parents and siblings behind in a refugee camp in Burundi. I can't imagine what it's like to be separated from close family members, other than the six feet that are expected during the pandemic. Uh, Patrick, you are an inspiration to those of us who tend to take our privileges for granted. And it gives me hope, though, that your story and others like it helps to make us realize the importance of hearing stories like yours that are different from ours. Karen wrote a voicemail to Karen, the mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, and residential school survivor, who shared her story in Episode 6, Save the Evidence. Karen, your stories open a small window into your world and life experiences. Thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability. Kara and Carly, it was powerful to hear the generational impact of your ancestors' experiences and how you are working to make a path that will no doubt bring hope to many of those around you. I personally look forward to a time when I can have an opportunity to visit the Woodland Cultural Centre and to engage in learning there. Thank you to all of you for your stories and for sharing them. I wanted to thank you for sharing your stories through the Undercurrents podcast. The stories of this is Erin. She's a high school teacher, and she played the first two episodes of Undercurrents for her conservative Mennonite students. Erin noted that the students expressed open discomfort with the idea of homelessness but also showed a willingness to learn more. Here is some of the feedback she received from her students. I've realized that there are way more people experiencing homelessness than I thought there were. I will also admit that I used to think it was their fault that they're on the streets, but now I've been thinking that isn't always the case. Another student reflected, I was surprised to learn that it actually costs Canadians more to not house these people than to actually just do it. Why wouldn't we help them out? instead of judging them and saying, oh, they're probably homeless because of their drug addictions, we should keep an open mind and go talk to them. We also got some calls from listeners abroad. Uh, Hello there. Assalamu alaikum. Charlie is a Canadian living in South Sinai in Egypt and hearing from peace advocates Tarek and Sahar in episode 5 about the Palestinian struggle against Israeli occupation led Charlie to reflect on her own journey to being an ally, an advocate. I just want to reach out uh, to Tarek and Sahar that I'm listening. I myself grew up uh, very heavily embedded in in Zionism, in Christian evangelical Zionism, without ever even knowing the term, far before I even understood that as a concept. Um, But it was people like you who uh, shared stories and experiences and worked hard that um, those extremely strong ideologies were uh, broken down and dismantled in my life, uh, which says a lot for the power of, of your stories. It's people like you that, that led me to become an ally, that led me into understanding 
what solidarity means um, for Palestinian rights and breaking down the illegal military occupation uh, led me to work in Palestine and, um, and advocate uh, for change as well. And again, I just want to say I'm listening and just know that there are those of us that, that have changed and have solidarity with you. Hi, this is Ben in London, uh, in the UK. Um, ben was inspired by Maria's story of radical acceptance in episode 5. It's such a difficult time at the moment for so many people, and hearing these stories of kindness and thoughtfulness, um, I was thinking about Maria's story and thinking about how brave it is to be able to be so open about things you regret and that have hurt other people. And I think, well, it says a lot about Maria's bravery. Uh, I think it also says an awful lot about the work people do to help, like Carol. Carol's work sounds incredible. Just really good to hear stories like this, especially in such a difficult time. Um, It's really inspiring, so thank you. We've hit the end of your messages. I'm currently working on season two, and it's shaping up to be even better than season one, if I may say so myself. I'm also pleased to announce that our friends at Kindred Credit Union have signed on to continue sponsoring Undercurrents through season two. I'm so grateful. Keep your eyes peeled for updates throughout the year, and as usual, please subscribe, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. The show cannot go on without you. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your day. I have to end with a voice message that did not fit with the rest of the update. It's from Jim Leptison, a friend of mine who was pastor at my church during my formative youth days. He misunderstood my request, and instead of addressing the interview subject, he sent a message to you, Faithful Undercurrents listener. I can't not play this. Love you, Jim. There's something about listening to these well-researched and thought-through podcasts hosted by Ken. I was thinking as I listened that these issues, as you ponder them, all seem so solvable. I think it's Ken's voice. He has a way of narrating complexity into solvability. All the dominoes seem to slide into place when he speaks. But here's the other thing, and Ken's too humble to tell you this. When you go to church and listen to a sermon, there's always an offering. Not with Ken. These podcasts are free. Not like all the ones you pay for out there, I'm sure. Somewhere. So here's the thing, and Ken would be very pleased with this. After you've listened, you can make a donation to MCC and the wonderful work they do. It may not solve the Israel-Palestine conflict, but it's definitely a step in the right direction.